Summer is kicking off, and uh, it's hot. June is ending, though, which means that Pride Festivals are ending, and it also means that a lot of those conveniently timed corporate campaigns from June are all of a sudden disappearing and coming to an end. But let's be honest, issues of civil liberties and equality are way more important than something that we should only discuss one month a year. So we're going to keep the conversation going on June 1st, um, and we're going to recognize that a majority of Republicans are actually now supporting gay marriage. Yes, you heard me correctly. A majority of Republicans now support gay marriage. So, huh? Really? Okay. Is it worth looking at the role of log cabin Republicans in changing that party and the culture? Does this mean that uh, they are finally transforming the dynamics behind one of the most divisive issues that's been holding us back in being unified? Or should they be looking at broader issues like immigration, voting rights, and some of those other fault lines? Um, so this week, Politicon is really excited to invite and uh, welcome the spokesperson for the Log Cabin Republicans, the national board member of that organization. He's also a founding partner of the Cornerstone Media Group, Charles Moran. And he's going to join us this week to discuss a surprising common ground that our country might actually be finding. And I'm also going to ask him... How the heck are we going to get along? Charles? Is Charles there? Hello. Hello, how are you? I am. Yeah. Doing well. Happy, Wait, what? Uh, happy Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> when you said, oh, I said, how are you? And all you said was, I am. And I was like, actually, I'm going to answer this question that way from now on. How are you? I am. I'm good. <laughs> and I am oh, Charles. I have been very excited about um. Talking to you because I think this we've done an interesting past few weeks on the this show of you know talking to um, like really making an effort to try to get conservatives on the show and of all stripes and you know Pride Pride Month is fascinating to me in in many ways but not the least of which is isn't it always amazing that on June first every corporate entity in America changes their Twitter account and everything to pride this, pride that, love is love. And then at midnight on June 30th, they switch it back to what it was before. <laughs> That's why I loved we're doing this today. I went I know, through right? and started looking at them some today and I'm like, oh, they're all gone. That's <laughs> exactly what I was. That's exactly what I was thinking. That, you know what? That's exactly why this is perfect to do this on July first. Because you know what? This shit ain't just important during June, folks. So we're gonna start off July. But um, you know, where are you yeah. based? So um, I'm based in Washington D.C., but home home is Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So Washington D.C. Pride did happen in June. I'm in North Carolina. Pride here doesn't happen yeah. until September. Yeah, it's a little cool because it's too damn hot for this mess right yep. now. We need to, yeah. I, I, yeah, put your shirts back on, and I'll see you in September. Yep. Um, yep. But in, so, do um, do do what? Do, what do log cabin Republicans do to involve themselves in Pride? Like, what? What's the? It's obviously an important thing to discuss. Um, but do do you guys right. have activities or take a position on the importance of doing it in June versus talking about these issues all year round? <laughs> Well, we've had a few different um, approaches. So, and obviously a lot has changed over the last couple of years. So 
Traditionally, we've always used pride festivals as actually a huge recruitment tool for the organization. Now, we're a chapter-based organization. So there's the National Organization of Log Cabin Republicans. And then we have 55 chapters in 33 states across the country. So every chapter kind of does their own thing. Some of them are more participatory than others, just as every pride group in different cities have different kind of attitudes towards political groups or Republicans in general. Um, <laughs> so, but tr- traditionally we'll we've been, yeah, traditionally we've done a lot of outreach and, you know, we've had a booth and had ways to people for, to engage, given out, you know, the swag, sign up on our list, you know, get more information, meet some of our people. Um, and that's always been a huge generator of interest in activities. Well, and obviously in election years, things would get a little bit more contentious, but then it would die off. Then Donald Trump came along. And yeah. it turns into a real experience where um, the, the left, you know, after, after eight years of Obama and, you know, the left telling me, Charles, you need to be gay first and a Republican second, when we turned around and said, okay, gays, you need to be gay first and Democratic second, they couldn't do it. And they wouldn't do it. And as a result, we quickly found our welcome to be worn out. Um, when okay, well, hold on. Needs, tell me, tell me yeah. what you because I because I I, I I don't I probably you and I can probably find plenty of areas of that we mm-hmm. disagree with on policy. I'm a Democrat, and I think most people, yeah. who, anybody who listens to this, knows that. But but I don't know that I disagree with you on the need to be gay. This again, need to be. Well, tell me what you mean by that. Gay first and a Democrat second. So there's there is you know generally um, uh, it, when we were moving through our movement and as our movement has really you know worked towards advancing LGBT equality in this country, which we've fast tracked amazingly, especially over the last ten years. You know, every it seems like every year things get faster and faster. Um, there has always been a need for things to be bipartisan and to have bipartisan support on both of those things. And, you know, when we needed visibility, when we, there weren't that many gay, um, openly elected, openly gay elected officials, there were times when it was kind of like, okay, this may be a local race. You need to support the gay candidate. They may be a Democrat. Um, because it's for the good of the order. It's for the good of the community for us to have a seat at the table. So there were times where I'm like, okay, we're not going to, you know, go with the standard issue Republican or me personally. I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of the organization. Oh, I've written checks to Democrats before. Oh, no, no, you personally, but but the organization, has the organization does that? No, because we've got the word Republican in our organization, but we as, we as individuals, I mean, we're an organization of individuals and everybody comes at it, but, but this is what I'm saying in terms of the context of, you need to be bipartisan at times and, and be able to work across the aisles. I, I, I take a, you know, we don't throw bombs over here at Log Cabin. I mean, I don't take gratuitous shots just for the sake of taking the shot. I try to elevate the discourse. Um, a, so I try to be more mistake. responsible about <laughs> Come on now, well, Charles. It's, it's, it's hard. Well, <laughs> and, you know, I've got to, you know, and we've just, you know, we can continue to, to, to you know, work to, for the spiral to go down, but you know, after all of these years, and I will say this is from the log cabin hat of, you know, having to work with Democrats and work in a bipartisan fashion and having Democrats in the Obama administration reach out to log cabin to figure out ways we're going to deal with don't ask, don't tell and gay marriage and employment non-discrimination where you needed Republican support in the Senate and you needed administration support when it was Obama in the House and some members of the House of Representatives. It was great. So then Trump won. 
And we were like, okay, now we're in the opposite position where we're, we need to reach out to Democrats because we still have a community agenda to advance, you know, again, and, you know, employment, non-discrimination, you know, don't have to tell have been repealed, but there were still issues, especially around education and health services, where Democrats and Republicans in the gay community needed to be able to come together to work their two different sides of the aisle to advance solutions for our common community. And when we were ready to engage the left, it was no, um, you know, resist, head in the ground, doors closed in our face. And it was like, look, we're we're here trying to provide solutions. We've got the first president ever elected who supported gay marriage coming through the door um, while elected. And obviously it does not prescribe to the quote, traditional family values that the Republican party candidates have always done beforehand. So we were in a place where we were like, okay, we've got a place to negotiate from because things are going to be different with Trump and these, these issues. And the left just didn't want to hear it. it was resist, resist, resist. And I was like, wait, I thought we were supposed to be working together on our common shared interests as gay Americans, but you don't want to work with me anymore. After we just spent a lot of time working together when the roles revert, reversed. Does that, that's the distinction I'm trying to, to clarify there. Um, and this isn't like the first month of him being president. I mean, this isn't way into it or whatever. I mean, there was just, there was just never you know, it didn't even get a chance. Do it, but doesn't that, I mean, it requires you to have to, to, it requires us all to allow people, other people to have bios that are longer than one sentence. And we're not very good at that anymore. And by saying longer than one sentence, I mean, having the name Republican in the, the word Republican in your name mm-hmm. Did that, I mean, it, it put a, what's the word? It, it, it put a big weight around your neck oh, right? yeah. during, well, during it, the Trump it, administration. It, it, but is there any part of that at all that you look back as you're, and, and not speaking on behalf of the organization, but just as a, as a person, is there any part of that that you think might have actually been something you could understand, like you could see why people didn't like Republicans at the moment. Not that everything well, you just said yeah. isn't valid, but yeah. at the same well, time, we're, yeah, Logcat, we're not the Victory Fund, we're not the HRC, we're not. We are a partisan organization. I don't claim to be a nonpartisan organization. There is an organization on the left called Stonewall Democrats. Um, you know, they, in some ways, I, I don't know if they actually still even exist anymore, but. You know, we're, we are a partisan organization, so I don't claim to be nonpartisan. But what I do work for is identifying the commonalities where all people can work together, regardless of what stripe politically you are, to, to, um, to work in our community's common interest. And I'm not asking for anything different than the way that they had seen us or treated us just months and months beforehand, before the election. I mean, this is the role Log Cabin has always played. You know, on the left, you've got a lot of different interest groups. But on the right, it's it's really us. And we are an integral part of being able to help message to conservatives about equality issues, because you got to talk to them differently about with the different ways. So yeah, we've got the word Republican in our name, but that's where you need the work to be done. I mean, you need the work to be done 
in the conservative constituencies. Yeah, have, we have, have you, did you watch the West Wing? Did you watch yeah. West oh, Wing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know the scene I'm about to reference, right? Which is where where there's a character, a republic, a gay Republican yeah. in Congress who. You know, says, listen, I never understood why if people hated the NRA so much, you just didn't all join it <laughs> and change yeah. the change the rules. So, I mean, I absolutely am a, a Democrat who agrees with you on those issues. And I think yeah. that it is I think it is always short sighted when when anyone of either party and I know that my members of my own party do this a lot more than I wish they did stick their heads in the sand and say, oh, because you have that behind your name, I'm not going to work with you. But but when you use a phrase like a partisan organization, do you think that partisans, ah, partisanship um, is part of the problem? Like, I understand that if I am a Democrat on certain issues, I am a Democrat because I agree with Democrats more often than not. But... Mm-hmm. There are plenty. There are plenty of issues that even the, you know, the current Democrat Party I would not agree with on. I may not want to specify them at the second because I might. might yeah. Who knows? I might want to run for something again one day. But I'm not running for anything. But you know, I, you know, it doesn't make me not be a Democrat. But it also means that I'm not going to stand up and fight hard. I'm certainly not going to stand up and say defund the police alongside right. other members of my party when I don't yeah. agree with them. And if they keep doing it, then I'm going to say no. Are there instances off the top of your head where you can, where you believe that the Repub- that the log cabin Republicans did say, no, this current president is wrong. Donald well, Trump is let's, wrong. I, I want to, I want to address the, the, the underpinning of, of the partisanship question. Uh-huh. I fully. See if you know what the underpinning is. No, I don't. <laughs> I no. I I am happy that you are a card carrying member of the Democratic Party, as I am happy and proud to be a card carrying member of the Republican Party. Um, obviously, we don't agree with our parties one hundred percent of the time. I mean, there's plenty of places, and we'll can we can go into that. Um, and there's one right off the top of my head. It's the party platform. Um, but I would rather organizations be partisan. Say yes, I'm a Democrat. Um, and somebody say, I'm a Republican, this whole like, oh, we're nonpartisan. Okay. Or individuals are like, well, I'm independent. I don't want to choose it. No, choose a side and fight right. to make it better. If you lean, if you agree with the Democratic Party, seven out of 10 things, fight to change the three things that you don't agree with them on, because that's sure as hell what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so so but, your, your but, definition but of partisanship, so I, yeah, I'm cool with. Par- I don't see. Yeah, partisanship is not the problem is when partisanship is used as a stumbling block and an excuse just not to do anything. I mean, partisan, the parties have existed in this country from the very beginning, and government has worked. So the parties aren't the problem. It's the way people use partisanship as so a stumbling block and a tool you don't think to, that log, to not do anything. You don't think that, log cabin, that the log cabin Republicans as a group necessarily – I mean, listen, obviously you don't – agree with the Republican Party on everything because, you know, yeah. gay rights have not been at the forefront of the Republican Party's mm-hmm. brand. So right off the top of the bat, you're starting out by not seeing eye to eye with a lot of people in yeah. your party on, on that issue. So so props in that regard. But you don't think that in general, though, Republicans, log cavern Republicans would be able to be accused of falling in lockstep with the Trump, um, with the Trump 
phenomenon with the MAGA movement necessarily? Is, would it be unfair to say I mean, that they have? If, if you talk about the president who got up there at his, um, in his nomination speech and specifically called out the LGBT community for persecution abroad, if you're talking about the, the President Trump who went to the United Nations and talked about decriminalization of homosexuality, if you talk about the Donald Trump who made the commitment to end the spread of HIV AIDS in 10 years, if you talk about the Trump administration that worked to roll back um, okay, you got your talking points. I ain't worried about, I know, well, but no, but that, I ain't questioning so, well, that's that. So, just, that, so that, if that's the MAGA movement, yeah, I'm well, down no, well, with that. Listen, well, so, okay, but you know, if, I, if it's see, the MAGA I see, movement. I see leaders, well, but I see leaders like, Rick Grinnell, who is the you know highest appointed um, a government official ever, who's openly gay, done yep. by Donald Trump. I mean, so you know, and I I've said, and I've said on things, this show, so, and I've said on yeah. this show before that yeah. you know p- saying that Pete Buttigieg is the first cabinet g- openly gay cabinet official isn't yeah. really accurate because right. Rick Grinnell was the first openly yeah. gay cabinet mm-hmm. official, and you don't need to put all the fucking asterisks beside it. It's just the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you on that, but yeah. that's that's a that's a unique. And, um, and well-crafted view well, let's, of, let's, what mag- let's, of what let's, the MAGA movement is. Well, I'm not, I mean, I, then, I, then, okay, well, let's pull it back another layer. Um, last year on the campaign, the Trump campaign, you know, the, in, the, you know, the incarnation of the MAGA movement for the first time had an LGBT caucus, like an official LGBT coalition, no Republican presidential campaign in history had ever had an official LGBT caucus Mm -hmm. on the presidential campaign. This last time on the Trump campaign, we had one. Should we have had one 20 years sooner? Absolutely. Am I glad that we had one last time? Yes. Do I think that would have happened under anybody else other than Donald Trump? Absolutely not. Um, Because I know that his... I was with with you up until then. I think think eventually there would have been another candidate on the Democrat side who would have been willing to do it. I'm not... not, uh, Listen, that doesn't discount... Wait, wait, wait. Democrat or Republican? Oh no! Okay, fair. There, a Democrat would have would have done it. Republicans, you're right. Oh no, I no, the Democrat, right. no, no, the Democrats, no, the Democrats have had it for a long time. I'm so not if you're saying that, that Donald Trump was able to push, you, if you're saying that Donald Trump was able to push Republicans yes. in a direction on gay rights that they would not have been be able to pushed by uh, otherwise, yes. I will actually concede well, that so, point to you yeah, completely. And, and, he pushed and the Republicans is, further. Yes. yes. So, so when you, so you're, you're bringing up the MAGA movement and has the MAGA movement been good? So I'm, I'm giving you the breadcrumbs here to guess that. And, and, and we, I think we talked about it before a Pew poll just came out a couple of weeks ago that shows obviously an overwhelming number of people support gay marriage in America. But for the first time, that Pew poll actually shows that Republicans by a majority also support marriage equality. And it's really only been in the last two years that that's actually happened, where the Republicans have now flipped sides. So when we talk about, quote, a lot of the people in the party don't support equality, we now actually have national polling that actually shows that they do. So I'm using trend lines. I'm using using data to actually have an informed opinion about where this party has moved and where the country has moved. But let me ask you the same question that I would ask. Let me ask you the same question that I would ask Democrats when it comes to these issues, because I have said to people, because, you know, the point of this program isn't to find ways, find areas to disagree. It's <laughs> the point of it. The point of it is to admit that we do have areas that we disagree, but find areas that we can agree. Um, but listen, I've admitted for a long time to people that, you know, for a period of time between, you know, 
in the mid 2000s and and when marriage equality was made legal um, by by the Supreme Court, I was perfectly willing to be a single issue voter. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I've been involved. I've been. I've paid attention to to politics and a lot lots of policy issues beyond that. But it was a such an important issue to me that it would be really hard to get me to to change my mind any other direction unless you were right in that spot. But I said to people in my own party and friends of mine who are Republicans, listen, you know, once that domino falls, Republicans can and should um, take the opportunity to put that little bitch to bed and, Mm -hmm. and try to say, okay, this is done. Now let's recruit without talking about gay marriage. Let's recruit without talking about, we don't have to, we, there's nothing to be against anymore. It is the law of the land. Let's not discuss it, etc. Um, and so I ask myself, and I'm going to ask you the same question, if gay issues were not a part of the equation, if we lived in a utopia that we hopefully will live in soon where, you know, equality is, is the law of the land and it's the way most people think. And that wasn't an issue. Which party would I come down with on most of those other things? And for me, that's still the Democrat Party. Um, and that's because of Keynesian economics. And for you, it's that fine. might not be the Democrat Party. And that's also mm-hmm. fine. But let's look at Donald Trump and say, let's take the gay things out because you did. You Listen, I will concede to you right here. He did things as a president that Republicans before him would not have done when it comes to gay rights, uh, the things you mentioned. And I agree with you that he didn't get the credit for those things that a Democrat would have gotten. Um, But (laughs) here's where my butt comes in. The other stuff (laughs) that he did... um, was still pretty bad to me. <laughs> uh, not just policy things, but I would personally argue that he did so division in ways that I think he shouldn't have. Um, and sometimes as a gay man who, you know, I don't wear that as a badge very often, but as a gay man, I looked at some of the mo- the movements that he made towards equality and thought... I wonder if that was really how he feels or if he just figured, you know, if I do this, I can use it as a way to say I'm trying to be inclusive while, meanwhile, I'm, you know, saying they're good people on both sides when one side's, you know, the KKK. So if those issues with Trump were not involved, if we're not talking about gay issues, would you say you felt he was a good president for the country as a whole no gay I mean, issues Claire, when you okay when you when you when you drop the kkk line you really just invalidate everything you just say i mean you, okay, re- you me really you do so. like well tell d- me why like, you think so i mean the lynchings um object discrimination based on your color of your 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 skin tone and your gender i mean that's that's just there's no point in that like you you just kind of flush no I mean, well, you're, tell you're me speaking I... to an extreme. You, you're, you're sitting here talking about how you want to, 
you know, bring this together and, you know, put things aside. But then you go and drop a bomb like that. I mean, well, then tell me why it's a bomb. I might take it back. But, but, tell well, me. Do, do you, do, I mean, there are, you, what examples do you have that Donald Trump was supporting anything that was anywhere along the lines of what the KKK did? No, 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 no. I mean, no, you're no. a Southern boy. No, no, you, no, no, no. You, you, okay. you, but you, you wanna... said it. You just said it. I'm, no, I'm going to make you own it. Then don't use I'll, that example because you're, let me tell you you're using an extremist example here that I is will not own, part of the intellectual debate. I will own something that I said, but I am a little curious as to whether or not you heard what I said because I was specifically talking about Charlottesville, specifically. I didn't use the word Charlottesville, but I was specifically talking about it. And the okay. example that I used was when Donald Trump, as president, spoke to the nation and said there were good people on both sides, and one side that he was talking about were were racists who were doing those things. I didn't say Donald Trump supported. I didn't them. realize there were, were were there lynchings. Were lynchings going? Were lynchings going on? Um, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like when you run Clay, your car okay, so into Clay, someone Clay, and Clay, kill Clay, them, me, yeah, that Clay, is you're, equivalent. Clay, you're, is it you're, not? I mean, stretching. is it not equivalent? Clay, you're, Clay, you're you're you've diverted into a place where you're just starting to run talking points and bombastic statements that I don't think lead okay. to the to the the gravity That's, of the uh, that is the first time I've ever been accused actually I believe of okay. using talking well, points because I, I don't then, use then, them but, then, but if you this, think I did then, then this is well then this is how you're occurring to somebody do you who doesn't agree with you Donald Trump so, was a I'm, unifying president for America just answer that I think that he brought together a unique coalition of people that had never been think, brought together instead, before. Since, since, instead of using talking points, let's just answer mm-hmm. questions with the yes or no. Yes or no. Do you think Donald Trump was a unifying president for America? Oh, no. It was a 50-50 okay, election. And so that's fine. No, and okay. that's okay. Do you think that he worked to unify us and remove the divisions Within us, divisions of race and divisions of gender and divisions of of sexuality and gender identity? Or do you think that he did any – do you think – is there anything when it comes to identity that you wish he had done differently other than gay issues? He brought together um, different – economic strata. He brought together people of different opportunity and background. Um, there were, like I, like I said before, he refashioned a coalition of people that had never been brought together. So he unified a lot of people who had never been unified before and other areas they weren't unified. So all the ones that you just articulated and made distinctions of, no, but is there, are they any more important or less important than the ones he did bring together? Not necessarily. They're just different. No, they're not he more just brought imp- together different they're not, I agree, mm-hmm. they're not more important, okay. but they were more heated during that term. Would you agree? Yeah, because it's new. Because it's a new, it was a new way. I mean, you can't deny that Donald Trump brought together a whole different group of people to support him and, and bringing together factions. I mean, you had, this last election, you had record numbers of Latino men supporting him. You had record numbers of blacks supporting a Republican. Um, I mean, he brought together, I mean, union workers voted for him higher than they had voted for a Republican before, um, you know, people across the economic right. strata. So he did bring a lot of different people together who had never been brought before. I'm not, I, I'm not saying that it's more or less important, but it is a distinction to make. 
and he did. Then if that, then if that, and and and, and I think you're, I, I do believe you're right. He definitely got a higher percentage of minority mm-hmm. racial minority votes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that I've seen data about and broken down by gender within that, but I think it was more black men mm-hmm. and more Latino men versus mm-hmm. more Latinos in general. But, um, but if he was doing that and he was successful in those areas and he was able to if we concede that he was able to bring in more Latino voters and more black voters than other Republicans have in the past. And he did a better job than Republicans in the past have done. Certainly more a better job than George W. Bush before him had done on including LGBT issues in his public speeches and his statements. Then why aren't you, being able to get more gay folks to vote for him. I mean, he got more black folks. He got more Latino folks well, to vote for him. Uh, why, why are gay the, folks having uh, I don't consider... Oh, or if I'm wrong, tell me if I'm wrong. If oh, I'm wrong, no, if they're no, numbers. You're wrong. The, the, the New York Times exit polling, so this is the New York Times exit poll, showed that Donald Trump's LGBT support doubled from 2016 to 2020. Okay. Do you know York, where that's that York is Times. and who those were? No, no, I'm listening. If you, if you New, say it, I'm New not going to, I don't have no, facts, York in, I don't have facts uh, no, in front of me that no, say otherwise, yeah, so I'll trust uh, you no, for now. It's, so it's what, the New York Times, that's Edison Research, that it, it doubled. Did mm-hmm. they, but did, so that this is from exit polling and whatnot. I mean, uh, yeah. listen, if you heard it, that's if you said it. So, oh, it's not a heard it, it it's, this is I mean, the if New you York read Times. it, listen, you're trying, you're picking yeah. words apart yeah. like you're trying to find an argument. I'm giving you yeah. the, I'm conceding the ground to you. Take it and let's move on. So, um, do you do then then why do you think he still has that reputation? I mean, either way, I get, listen, I give shit to my own party some a lot, not because I think they're wrong on issues, but I think they are wrong in the way they are messaging shit. Like I agree with them on a lot of stuff, but holy hell, if we keep talking about it like yeah. defund the police, we're never going to win shit. Well, if, if, Republican, to your point, if, if Republicans yeah. are doing these things well, then why the hell is the is I mean what is it that's going this, on that makes most answer. of us think yeah. that Trump is yeah. not good at these yeah. things? Yeah, this is the this is the answer. Is the yardstick keeps getting moved, and the 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 policy behind that is the concept of intersectionality. This whole concept that gay rights or women's rights or trans rights or immigrant rights are, you know, that there's this the that the intersectionality movement, which is a you know it is a a, a, a thought it is a philosophical pattern that now being you know pro gay isn't enough if you're truly pro gay you've got to be pro immigrant and you've got to be pro poverty you've got to be pro um, all these other you know social justice movements which so how does how do you that, frame so, that so instead? I, so, how would you change um, it? oh I don't think well I it's it's a um, you know I don't run an organization that has to continue to fundraise based off of these um, you know, we still have another fight, so give us another hundred dollars, like the HRC. Right, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, the reason I ask the question is not because yeah. I want to challenge you; it's because I actually heard you so that, the words so, that I yeah, heard mm-hmm. you say. I'm yeah, going to mm-hmm. be willing to give you ground on again yeah. and say, yeah. okay, I can hear that argument. Being pro-gay yeah. shouldn't have to mean you're pro-immigrant. Also, now, I mean, I am both, but it 
doesn't necessarily, you know, right. one does not beget the other. So you can be both. Mm-hmm. So what is the what should be? And you don't run the organization, but we're not talking about log cabin Republican policies. Just as a gay man who is a conservative and does support the Republican Party, what would you th- think the better alternative to that might be? Should it be don't talk about pro-gay at all? Let's talk about pro equality, pro-freedom, pro-what? Like, what is it? Uh, I guess what's the question the counter, is, like, is this... What's the counter to, you don't have to be pro-gay, you don't have to be pro-immigrant to be pro-gay. Well, if right. I'm gay, oh, that's not um, an appealing I mean, guess, argument yeah, for me, because that yeah, essentially I mean, says, yeah. hey, you can be pro Come join us. You can be pro-gay and hate the immigrants, too. That's not going to welcome well, a lot of people is, in. But, so what's so the way to do is, it? Well, th- this is the problem, is that there's this, there's again, the, the yardsticks being moved. And just kind of like you've, you've said, like, okay, you know, in a number of these areas, Republicans have gotten up to speed. They've sufficiently matured and, you know, equality is accepted generally amongst Republicans in this country. And other than a few important but still meaningful things that need to be changed, we're basically there. But and then, you know, again, there's so why is there this perception that, you know, Trump and the Republicans are still so far behind? It's because national the media and national advocacy organizations, the nonpartisan groups, continue and their quest to um, continue to exist. They've had what we call mission creep. Their missions are creeping. It. It's no longer okay. LGBT advancement. It's this. Oh, now there's all these other issues Got it. because of right. intersectionality. Because if you solve, that because if you solve the problem, if you solve the problem, mm-hmm. you close the business. Are out of a job. I mean, all yeah. all and nonprofits, yeah. all nonprofits yes. really should yes. be run in a way yeah. where the, your goal is to put yourself out of business. Yeah, you know, there's only if you after, want to, after the American marriage, Cancer Society yeah. should won't exist anymore after we've cured cancer, right. probably because yes. we'll cure it. Yeah. Right. So I will I will also concede yeah. with that point to you and yeah. agree with you that it would be better if we could accept wins and not mm-hmm. constantly look for ways to be more upset. But again, yeah. in each of these areas, I think I guess. I guess I'm saying in each of these areas, I feel like there is there is still some groundwork to be done. I mean, until yeah. again, I'm about to give I'm about to give Trump. Listen, I hope I can't ever run for Congress again because I <laughs> I never make it through a primary if people listen to these episodes because I'm willing to agree with Republicans on things. And I have said to people many times, listen. Neil Gorsuch is the one who wrote that, who, you know, wrote that decision about uh, employment law and so on and so forth. Um, (laughs) So you're right there, but there are still some things that need to be done. And do you believe that the bulk of the Republican Party and not not the base, but the politicians currently in office are willing to stop standing in the way of some of those things. Um, For example, Masterpiece Cake was decided the way it was decided. I might even find ways to agree with you on that one. But there are continuing to be cases that pop up where people are using the terms religious freedom as ways to deny rights to gays and lesbians. Um, is, Is it... 
you you do admit that you there is still work to be done within the Republican Party to get the party oh, yeah. to get their shit together on yeah. some of these things, right? Yeah, and I mean, one of the ones that obviously um, you know people bring up, and it's one that we were really close to actually cinching last year, and it's a it's a it's a disappointment as the party platform. Um, there was no party platform in 2020. We didn't have a convention. Um, and there was a well-published article that went around as either the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post um, that was basically Donald Trump was about to scrap the entire Republican Party platform. It was going to be turned into like a simple 10-point bulletin, like 10 points on why I'm a good Republican or like a short two-page narrative. It's like 58 pages right now of, of a lot of convoluted stuff that does not need to be in a party platform. I mean, there's a lot of divisive language. There's a lot of stuff that is super nonsensical. Um that that whole pro, that whole document needs to be reformatted top to bottom, and there she needs to be no mention of anything LGBT related um, at all. And you on think top the Republican it, Party platform should have no mention of LGBT stuff? Is what correct. did I hear? You? I, yeah, okay, I, correct. Why is that I, interesting? Have Maybe. Yeah. Why, why do you say that? Um, Just out of curiosity. Because, just as you said, like I am not my sexual orientation. I mean, I am gay, right. but I am a small business owner. Um, I'm a voter. I am concerned about the environment and national security. I'm concerned about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm concerned about my nieces and nephews growing up in a country where, um, economic opportunity is going to exist. I'm concerned about, um, arm races with, with Russia. I'm concerned about China stealing all of our intellectual technology and right. our, but our you'll position mention all those things. So, I mean, yeah, but isn't, yeah, so I, yeah, I yeah. can, I'm totally with you on all of that. Yeah. And I feel the same way, yeah. even if I disagree with you on certain issues, but I yeah. would still say, yeah, but I mean, of the litany of things that we, that we both find important to you know, mm-hmm. that is still one of them, right? Gay issues yeah. is still one of them. So well, it, completely eliminating wanna, it, I mean, why is, is you just because think it's... Because eliminate, eliminating it would make it 99% better than it is now because right now the language now is... Ex- is not because right. the language in it is exclusionary. And that was okay. all inserted by Ted Cruz's people in 2016 because the Trump campaign didn't have its act together in 2016. So until we're um, going to talk about it right, let's not talk about it at all. Right. right? But even then, it's like, but my ability to access my freedom as a small business owner and be a fully participatory member in our our world's greatest experiment of democracy has nothing to do. I want freedom of opportunity for me, just as everybody else. And that's why I'm not going to. I'm giving you ground, take it. I'm giving you ground, take it. I got your point. I I was was, was not excited about your position of taking it out entirely until you've explained it's not because you don't think they're important. Yeah. It's It's not because you don't think it's important. It's just because until we're going to talk about it right, let's just keep our mouths shut. Conservatives just don't even respond to, like, this is why we don't have, like, and this is just, this is just, like, I tell people this when you're like, how do I understand the Republican Party and the conservative movement? I'm like, we don't really do groups. Um, there's not like the Women's Caucus and the Asian Caucus, and, you know, you pit all these groups against, you know, the Democrats do that. And it's, it's their prerogative and they can do that. Like, we just don't. And it's just not part of our culture in the conservative movement and the Republican Party to have all of these different special interest groups that usually end up getting pitted against each other. We just don't, you know, we all want to be for not to sound glib, but we all want to be just good Americans and good Republicans. Like we don't, we don't do all the, well, the women need this and the blacks need that and the Asians need this and the gays need that. Like we, that's just not how we 
we function as a party, and that's not how uh-huh. we think as a party. So that's why it's always been really tell me that, hard. Tell me that. Let's, let's differentiate between those two yeah. things there, because I want you to explain the difference between how we function. That's not how we do things, or that's not how we think. Because how we do things, we can change, but how we think is a little bit harder to change. So what do you mean by that's not how conservatives think? Can you explain that? We, we look more at what brings us together and unifies us and celebrate mm-hmm. that than the things that separate us and recognize that. And that's, I say that in a tone neutral kind of format, because in some ways, you know, I, I understand why, you know, Democrats are really passionate about um, equity and diversity and inclusion, because there is, you know, there has always been a, a divide in this country between the haves and the have nots, and then structural things have been put in place, so that there's always this constant need to try to um, increase inclusion and equality in society. Like, I get that. I don't agree that that's the main focus, but I understand it. And it's the party's choice if they want to focus. And if you identify that, that's fine. Go be a Democrat. It's totally fine. Um, I just don't. And I don't think conservatives are kind of in that space either. We just want to be seen as equal members of the, like as gays, we just want to be seen as equal members of the coalition who have just as much of a say in the direction of the party. Um, and, and, and to make sure that the party is truly inclusive, that there is no reason why anybody should ever feel like they should be excluded, regardless of your gender, your sexual orientation, um, your religion. So that's why we aggressively, you know, in our movement, you know, try to make sure that like the party stays in this place where if you believe in small government and individual responsibility and personal freedom, that there's a place for you in the Republican party. So we fight to make sure that our campaigns and our party reflects that inclusivity. And then there's not all this extra stuff that kind of clogs it up and distracts people are from there st- feeling like they can be included. Are there certain structural, th- I mean, I'm, I keep thinking of examples in, in my own life. I mean, listen, I'm a gay man who mm-hmm. grew up in North Carolina. Um, and didn't even didn't even meet a gay person and know them and know what gay was. I'm not shitting you. Didn't really even know what gay really meant until I did Idol, and I was 23 because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't grow up. Or, I mean, I know yeah. I grew up around people who were gay, but yes. I didn't know what gay meant. I just thought, right. it, you know, oh, he's a little sissy. I, he kind of girly. I get that, but I didn't know what it meant. Um, so. Everybody I'm surrounded by is conservative. I'm the only person in my family who voted for uh, Joe Biden, um, who voted less enthusiastically, but still voted for Hillary Clinton. Um, (laughs) And I'm also the only person in my family who personally knows Trump. and Still, they won't listen to me. (laughs) But I say um, I, I use the argument with my with some family members sometimes that when they still tell me that you can be an equal member of society. Um, I'm I'm getting back to a point here. I'll bring the plane in for a landing. Mm -hmm. Um, You said we just want to be equal members of the caucus. We just want to be equal, uh, have an equal standing here. I'm I'm paraphrasing. So if I get it wrong, tell me. But um, but I've had, you know, I've said this to aunts and uncles and said, you know what? It's just really about having some equal dignity. Uh, well, you can have equal dignity and you are, you are equal because we're all God's children and all God's children are equal. But God does not approve of homosexuality and therefore it should not be legal. And I say, okay, so that's where I get lost because if you believe that that's the law that we should make our national laws by, 
that's a structural deficiency that we're probably not going to overcome. Because if you see marriage laws that need to be based off of what God said, or we, you see, mm-hmm. um, then you probably look at all laws and say, well, what would Jesus do? And that's great, but it's not how the country was founded. Do you think there are structural things within the Republican Party that need to be addressed when it comes to people like Ted Cruz making decisions about policy positions based on things that really aren't constitutionally what we're supposed to make policy positions on, like religion? Um, You know, Ted Cruz can use whatever rubric of in his version of Christianity that he believes. Um, my sister is actually a Presbyterian minister and she is a committed Christian and um, she supports marriage equality. And we actually just had a very recent conversation. Yeah. Methodists, um, yeah, Episcopalians. I'm, I grew yes. up Baptist though, honey. Yes. And I've only ever, I've ever only ever lived in, in California, but my family is from Louisiana and I spent a lot of time growing up in the South and, um, it is, there are, you cannot just say, oh, well, Christians don't believe in gay marriage anymore. I know plenty of Christians. I know plenty of Christian theologians. We have, in Log Cabin, we have some amazing uh, theologians, you know, people who that are pastors who have gone to divinity school. There's nothing in Christianity that says, you know, gays can't get married. So I know, you know this and I know this. But, it, but, it, but it's structural, but there are people right? who don't. But well, but if the people's is, structural is, yeah. base is flawed, yeah. then if the if you're if the if the place you're starting from is yeah. flawed, then it's going to be a hell of a lot tougher well, for us to is, all get to the is, same place is, together, right? Right. And, well, and this is the argument that I use and in, in tell conservatives who are like, well, you know, can't you call it something other than marriage? And I'm like, well, the problem is in society, in this country, up until recently, there was like 1,125 different ways that the word marriage conferred a legal right and code right, right, right. in this country. And unless you literally went and wrote a bill to untangle that 1,126 times, you can't just say, oh, we'll just call it something different. You can't. This, we, we do not have the concept of well, civil that's a very marriage libertarian, in this country. That's a very yeah. libertarian principle, mm-hmm. right? I mean, are and, you, and would just, you think that you're more libertarian than Republican sometimes? No, I mean, no. This is, well, libertarian is a political thought. Republican is a party. So, right, right, right. Okay, fair. Um, and, and I, Although and it is, libertarian, libertarian is also a party, but I, but I see what yes. you're saying. Your point is made. So, um, so I, you know, and I just tell people, I'm like, you know, we're not Australia. We're not France, where they literally have a separate institution that is is actually different and it is equal. It is equal in every way. We don't have that in this country. I mean, there are still places, you know, and this is why we fought and had to go through the Supreme Court route because we needed to deem this institution something that was available to all if you are going to confer governmental rights upon people. So and this is why you, you saw mentioned so also specifically this, reference specific religions within their founding yeah. documents too, though, and we don't. Mm-hmm. And and we have the and, and there were so many Republicans that signed on to those amicus briefs when we were doing the Obergefell case and whatnot because it it was just understood that um, you know this is an institution that needed to be opened and you can't restrict that and full inclusion in society based off of a particularly religious institution and what happened again if you've got two ministers who are both Christians who are both advancing. Um, you know, who are both conducting, you know, religious marriages. I mean, there's, 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 there's so many problems with that, and it was very clear why the courts ended up ruling the way they did, and obviously we supported that. So um, there are. So in the Republican Party, we're just 
we're moving on. It's, it's a. Okay. I'm going to hold, I want to stop you there. Yeah. I want to stop you there because I want to ask you if you really think that, I mean, I would love to believe you're right, but do you really think the Republican party is moving on? Because part of my question when it comes to Ted Cruz is, you know, Ted Cruz is an idiot, but he ain't stupid. You know what I mean? That's my phrase. He, he, he's not doing these things. He's, he's not a person that I personally see as, doing things from a deep, deep belief in anything. He's, he's doing them to help himself. He, he's saying the things he needs to say to get the votes he needs to get. And he obviously is only saying and doing some of these anti-gay things because he knows there's a voter base that supports that, right? So are, are Republicans moving on? Um, can they move on? If people like Ted Cruz in the party don't let them, we do because well, a Ted Cruz has got a lot of other policy platforms that people support him on more than just marriage issues. Yeah, but I he don't, don't talk about them. Even... <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, no, well, you're, you're right. Well, no, more than marriage does. issues, he, you're no, right. You're right. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, not marriage issues, stuff, but so, gay issues. Yeah. I would argue well, that he talks no, no, about okay. gay he, issues more than he needs to. Well. I don't want to see him talk about gay issues at all. So in that case, even one statement's more than he needs to. So Ted Cruz talks about a lot of things. And there's a lot of other people and Republican elected officials other than Ted Cruz. Um, we just saw, you know, Ron McDaniel, the chairman of the, the chairwoman of the Republican Party, sent out a pride tweet. Um, you know, the chief of staff at the Republican National Committee is gay. We've got staff up and down the chain at the party and then these offices and the committees. And what's across the Washington, what's... D.C., there's so many gay Republicans out there. What do you, and you think may not the see stigma they're not is then? Visible. Do you think people just I mean, think that Republican? Because, I mean, I will say if I had seen Rona McDaniel tweet that, I will admit to you, I probably would have looked at it and said, well, she's just pandering. And, I, and that's not fair. Because I don't know her. I mean, so they I, made, shouldn't the, say, the R- I shouldn't the think RNC, that. Yeah, but, the RNC but, hired a, a, a special senior advisor I gave you the ground, to the chairwoman take it. on LGBT. No, and she, no, but, <laughs> if I give, no, but, again, if I give but, you no, ground, it's, it's, you don't there, have to keep not, making the arguments. <laughs> there's not one-offs. I mean, it's it's there is just across the spectrum, you've got I, Republicans I who that. want to be supportive and who are elected officials. So I get that. Like, but my, it, but my, but my yeah. question is, why... Other than being close-minded, which I do my very best not to be, why do you think I would think that? Because if I'm willing to kind of wonder why I would think of it, a lot of people who don't even it's, ask themselves, what is the reputation that Republicans have gotten that is unfair? It, is it that they no, don't it, care about other people? Um, no, it, <laughs> what is it? The problem is you're in, you're, in a, you're in a messaging silo. I mean, if you... It takes a lot of work to expose yourself to different, you know, areas of thought, different perspectives, different um, areas in society that you may not have, you know, you know, I don't watch a lot of MSNBC and CNN. Um, okay. I don't watch a lot of news but, I mean, in general. I, I mean, usually again, not. But I, it, it, listen, it, I will disagree the, with you on your premise, so but the, I will the, disagree LG, with you on the fact that I'm okay. in a messaging cycle because, hell, I specifically asked for you to come on because I want yes. to hear these things. Yes. <laughs> and, the whole point of not, this whole yeah. year has been to listen yeah. to other opinions. So what yeah. is it that y'all are doing that's still not convinced me that that people like that have have a true – belief that Masterpiece Cake Shop was, you know, that that people should be able to access these rights 
You know what because the funny part I is? Don't masterpiece, that masterpiece, they, masterpiece cake shop. Yeah. They baked a cake for my log cabin, Colorado. You chapter, also, you know like what? That's a bad example. Ago. I shouldn't have no. used that example. I mean, so, we won't edit it out because we don't do that. But <laughs> okay. I shouldn't have used it because I honestly well, am okay with that decision personally. It's, well, you know, my, my position is if you don't want to bake a cake for my gay wedding, then shit, I don't want your damn cake either. And hell, you should be able to do what you want to do. You should mm-hmm. just have to own it. I've, listen, I've said mm-hmm. the same thing you said. If you yeah. want to be a homophobe, that's fine. But you know that's what? Right. Put a fucking sign in the front, you know, in the front window that says, I don't serve gay people. Because then, you know, we'll do exactly what Republicans like. We'll let the market decide. Um, and, and we'll see how and it there, works. And there, is, and there is, you know, and, and obviously there are areas of discrimination that we can't tolerate in this country. And we, and that is a broader conversation. But We're I talking want, about that now with access I to, want you know. those like, things. Mm-hmm. Listen, my best friend is, is Megan McCain. She is a, yeah. I, I, I talk to her every day, more than I talk to my own family most of the time. And I love her, and I know that she but, – but I will say this about her. Megan is very good at straight up saying, you know what? My party is fucking wrong about this, and I can't put words in her mouth, but I would, I would argue that she – no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but I would – I think that a lot of people would be a little more willing to say, no, the Republican Party – Donald Trump's positions on – gay rights and the Republican Party in general's issue on gay rights is not such that I believe Rona McDaniel when she says happy pride. Um, Don't tweet happy pride unless you're celebrating it all year, not just in June, right? You know? She signs the paychecks every week of all those gay staff that work for her. She elevates them when they come up for their performance reviews. She ensures that there's a seat at the table at every staff meeting and every donor opportunity for our gay okay. Republicans okay, I'll and give donors you that, who are but there. She, and that's, but, she leads a party that, but she leads a party that is, is not in support openly of, openly in support of a lot of legislation that would make those same people's lives easier and more fair. Well, and, let, and that and doesn't if, mean if, that she's do a bad you, I mean, person do you for doing it. Do you want but I'm saying I mean, if she really well, if she really wanted to support pride, then she would say, "You know what, party? We need to just consign on to these legislative initiatives no, because no, 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 no. There's, they help there people. are major no, well, the, the the only major piece of federal legislation and I'm not going to go into the state stuff because those are states that is not yeah, the RNC right. and if you want to go and, into the yeah, state and that's a hot mess but 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 it is a hot but, mess but there but there is but there is you know the equality act we oppose the equality act there are poison pills in that thing that have nothing to do with um equality issues and, and in fact there's i don't know if you knew this there's actually a republican version of the equality act it's called the fairness for all act which is which is authored by a mormon congressman from utah chris stewart who's a great friend of our community um that does a little bit of a better balance um respecting some religious freedoms and that also does do a little bit better with some of these gender issues could he get have, republicans you know, to vote for it he absolutely has got Republicans voting could for it. Could he get it. enough Republicans number... to vote for it? Could he get, could he get a Republican could, speaker pass, or Mitch McConnell could, it, it, um, to put it up for a vote? Vote. Well, the Democrats aren't going to let it out. Okay, well, that's I mean, their fault. But, but when did well, he write it? Yes. Because they ain't been, Nancy oh, ain't been in charge that, much, that long. Oh, oh no, no, no. She, it was, it was, it was, they introduced it in the last cycle when Nancy Pelosi was speaker. And then again, it was Democrats wanted to push the Equality Act, which was a, is a, in, 
our okay. my professional and personal opinion. So, he, so you're saying he, so didn't, the Republicans, he, didn't, he didn't have it written when Paul Ryan was still in charge then, right? He had no, not. Pre- okay, okay. Was, so then, yeah. then I can't give it. I can't talk shit about it yet. My point was, okay. Nancy wants to put forth the one that she thinks is better. But yeah. mm-hmm. if if the Republicans we were to version. take the House, if the Republicans were to take the House in 2022, and Kevin McCarthy were the House Speaker, I would make then it my Kevin top McCarthy, legislative priority okay, good, to good. push that. Because yes. then Republicans would, would be able be, to yes. say, then then Republicans would be able to call out Democrats and say, we're going to put this up for a vote. And if you don't vote for it, then you're hypocrites because we are the... Yeah. See, that's what I think that Republicans should do. And I often think Democrats should do the same types of things in other policy issues. But just and we, take the own, own an issue yeah. in better ways. There, there, I think there are ways to fix the Equality Act. And again, like this cycle... There's so few, like there have been Republican co-sponsors on the Equality Act in the past, but there's like virtually little to none. There are zero in the Senate because like it was just done in the night. There was no Republican input. They just wanted to, you know, ram it through. And instead of actually, and this is what makes me question, you know, the actual commitment of some of these Democratic leaders to our community, because there are structural problems that we need to achieve on a federal basis, housing, employment, and, and um, healthcare things. But if you were really serious about solving these issues, wouldn't you actually try to work with some of the moderate Republicans to like come up with a yeah, you're compromise right. I mean, bill? You're right. And they but, didn't, but again, they didn't again I, think, I don't think you're wrong, but I will say this. I think a lot of times you see the strength of folks and their convictions yeah. more when they're in the minority than they than when they're in the majority. Because if you're in the majority, you get to make the argument, well, I'm not going to work with you on that because right now we have something that we think is better and we want to put that forward. However, I will say you're right. If Republicans take the control of the House and put that forward and Democrats don't sign on to it, then I will you'll be I'll have you back on here but and I will say weird, to you. But this is the thing. You're right. Like, we, they shit the bed. But this is the problem. Like, yes, Democrats have like a seven seat majority. I mean, they can only lose a couple of votes in the House. The Senate is like 50 50. And the vice president has to stick around D.C. to like break those ties. And you've got, if not one, two Democrats who are absolutely not going to be, you know, loggerhead. And, or just ram this stuff through. It's just kind of like, I, this is why I don't understand why Democrats right, but, actually but, but, wouldn't but, take this opportunity for the win. Because like they, yes, they're in the majority, but barely, like not enough to actually do anything. Oh, right. It. But okay. But, but, but I think there is also a little bit difference in this particular situation because you know, you, you're in DC, you work in this world. There is, you have to prioritize things. And there at this moment are things that Democrats want to put forth right now that helps. That help every listen to your end. That help everyone. Infrastructure helps everyone, regardless of race, gender, etc. I'm still, I'm still, no, I'm still on the Equality Act. Like they, Democrats have introduced it. It was passed out of the House. It is sitting in the Senate, and it's not going anywhere. I'm still talking about the Equality Act. Right, like, but in the it's past, not going. Susan Con- it's not it's going, not going anywhere, anywhere at the moment because they're focused on infrastructure, correct? Well, they, the Democrats wanted to pass that thing in Pride Month, and that was their goal. And the problem was – this is the behind the scenes on some stuff here in D.C. They wanted Broke to do dish. all this gay stuff in June because it was, it was Pride Month, and they wanted yeah, everything yeah, yeah. to be gay okay. in June. And yeah, yeah, they, yeah. the problem was that they couldn't get – because the Equality Go Act goes so far out there on gender that – um, like these moderate Democrats in the Senate were like, we're not going down with this. Like you, you, you've got to change some of this stuff. 
And there is language that is softer in the equal in the Fairness for All Act. And the progressives in the House are like, no, it's our way or the highway. I'm like, you do realize that if you hold that line on gender, which, by the way, most of this country doesn't agree with you on, you're going to flush your bill and subvert our uh, community's opportunity to rectify some of these structural inequalities on a huge basis. You have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Like, you could move this thing through if you just pick off a few Republicans. Like, but you've got to moderate some of this stuff, and they just refuse to do it. And this is a problem the Democrats have. This is not a Republican. This is well, they couldn't get enough Democrats okay, well, in line. Okay, well, and, hold on, hold and, on, and hold on, hold on, wing. hold on. You are right until you say this is a problem Democrats have, as if though Republicans don't. Because let's not pretend. I'm going to give you that. You're right. Repu- Democrats should do a better job of moderating, but you know, there's really only one or two of them that are willing to, make, to do the work for that. Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, maybe a Chris Coons and a Michael Bennett here or there that might jump in and try to do some of that moderating work. But a lot of Democrats are sitting on the far left or on the left and just saying, I'm going to sit and I'm not going to actively be the one to go try to find a few Republicans and moderate. I'm just going to wait. Okay. But Republicans have that same problem too. On the right, there are just a few people who are willing to make that effort to go and do it. And you're ta- obviously we're talking about the same ones who are in this infrastructure. All thing. I need, are, all I need are five or 10. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, so they're all just a few of those. Are the people on the other ends... Are they just looking to fight? Is that what it is? And I'm talking about Democrats, too, but in Republicans. And I got to tell you, I tell you what, I love talking to you. I have spent, I told you the last three weeks, we really, really doubled down on trying to find hardcore conservatives who would really push me. And all of those conversations have been my favorite, including this one so far in a a long time. So I love this. But my producers keep saying, oh, my God, we're going to break the editing machine if you (laughs) if we keep going too long. And I got to get to some to some listener questions that were written in for you. But but do you think that the people on the far ends of that spectrum, are they just trying to fight? Do they even want to get along? No, there are people on both ends of the spectrum who are fighting to fight that they this is how they raise money. Um, this is how they um, keep their base engaged and involved, um, and they only want to fight. And you know what? There's a role in in society for people. I mean, if you if you're if you're if you believe that strongly, you can believe that strongly. But the extremes are not where we should be governing from. It should really be the middle. And on these on this particular issue, I don't want there to ever. I mean, I'm hoping we get to a place where you know we're not having to have these fights about you know basic issues of fairness and equality. I'll fight about a bunch of other stuff from a gay perspective, but this stuff, this is the community side that we, you know, as a community, we still need to be advancing together. Is there any, listen, the impetus is not, I don't don't think the impetus is necessarily on them, but would you, would you like to see a Republican in the Senate say, you know what? I'm going to be the person who takes the initiative. I will give you the fact that if the Democrats are in charge and they want to pass this Equality Act, then they should take the initiative. But, you know, we can't all just sit around and wait for people to do what's right because it's their responsibility. Are there Republicans who you are actively lobbying and saying, listen, go talk to one of these Democrats and tell them that you'll help them get the Equality Act passed um, if they'll do these things. Are there Republicans who you think should or are doing it? 
it's 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 been going on quietly, and I can't name names. Um, we I've made knowledge of it, but there are other people in this space who do similar work that we do. Um, there, those conversations have been had. Um, there are Republicans who are trying to encourage moderate Democrats to say, like, "Hey, we're going to play ball," but you know, we there are some things in here that are giant red lines. Why do you think? I, so I know, I'm not questioning. I'm not yeah. questioning your need mm-hmm. to keep things quiet because I, yeah. I know how that works. I get. I respect that. But what, it doesn't. It why would they feel the need to keep that quiet? If I was a Republican, I mean, I'm not, but if I was a Republican who was willing to take a huge step, which I think we all know will be the one that history will look back on and say, good for you. If I was, uh, you know, Lisa Murkowski, she's always the one who does it. So she probably should, she's got other things on her plate. But I feel like if Tom, Tom Tillis should just stand up and say, you know what, damn it. I just won re-election. I'm here for six years. I'm safe. And I'm in a purple state. I'm going to own it. I'll be the one to walk over the, across the aisle and say, listen, let's get this Equality Act passed. If you do these things, I'll co-sponsor it with you and I'll bring five Republicans with me and get it passed. I mean, in North Carolina, where, you know, he's going to have a he's going to have to have a very competitive race in six years. Mm-hmm. Why not do that? Why is it that Republicans are still afraid to make to step out and do these things, it's not just we it's had, not that they don't had want one it, in, but they're we had we had no we had one in Congress. I mean, I just I just said Chris Stewart, straight Mormon Republican. No, 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 you're right, and I give you credit Utah. for that. So, but but, but, um, had, but we, I will I mean, say Susan, Susan Collins in the past. Has I been will the say that you are. The Equality Act. I'm giving we you I'm giving you props, but I'm yeah. also saying yeah. while respecting why you need to keep it quiet, mm-hmm. you still do, and. Arguably, there would not be any Democrat who would be ashamed or worried about possible blowback if it became public that they were trying to get the equality. Oh, are you kidding? Well, if they were trying to get the the equality, the the specifically the Equality Act passed, there would be no Democrats. But apparently, seems to me that it's possible that there's there are Republicans who are trying to work in the background to maybe push it along, but they're ashamed. Why? Why would they not want to own it? it? It's, it, it no, the, no, the, the, it's not that problem. Again, there are poison pills in the Equality Act, and the problem but, but, but is the, on the but, left. No, but going, it, 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 the being Republicans the ones are, to saying go over, the, being the Republican to go over there and say, these are the poison pills done. if you'll take it's those. It's being done. No, it's right. being done. But, but why not the be, moderate why dem- not know, be proud moderate, of it? Moderate Democrats are the ones who will not go to their progressive left and say, we want you to take the poison pills out because they will turn on the AOC, the squad, that base, that progressive base, which is very much where the energy in the Democratic Party is right now, would eviscerate them. Fine, Moderate fine. Democrats but I'm ta- are what scared I'm asking you, Charles, that, that base. What I'm asking yeah. you, though, is if it's being done, if Tom Tillis is the one— Richard Burr. Let it be Richard Burr. He's quitting. Shit. Get it done. He voted to end Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Let it be Senator Burr. If he or someone is secretly going over there, and I know you didn't say it was them, but I'm using them because they're my senators. If they're going over there and trying to do it and saying, listen, we could vote for the Equality Act if you would take out this one little thing. Why not call us Democrats out on it? Why not publicly say... I am a Republican who would be perfectly fine with supporting gay rights if you took out this one thing, and this is why it shouldn't be in there. 
I can't understand why someone would want to keep that secret. It just seems to me like why not be proud of the fact that you are standing up and taking a stand to try to get this passed unless you're afraid of the party base on your side, too. I, you know, the problem right now is this bill is on the left and they're the ones who have to get it through. There are Republicans who are willing to work with them. And behind the scenes, these things are happening. If it's always the other side's fault, then we'll never get anywhere, right? But again, we've put forward our own version of this bill. And a Republican did stand out. A straight Republican ally did step up and say, I'm okay, listen, I'm not, even asking, I'm not even asking so, them to do it. I'm just asking you why they're not willing to, take, to, to do it publicly. Because I think if, if Mitt Romney himself came out publicly and said, listen, we'll pass the Equality Act tomorrow if you take out this part about how every school bus has to be painted red. We will pass it tomorrow. Fine. If you do give, that, me one, give me one other area in, society, in politics right now where what the process you just described is actually happening. None. It doesn't. Well, infrastructure is happening bat- right now. Joe Manchin straight up went. Kirsten yeah, Cinema straight up those- went and said, but they owned it and they got pissed. They got their own party pissed off at them. Kirsten Cinema did. She got her own party pissed off at her because she wouldn't raise the minimum wage, but she did it because she wanted to get the rest of it passed. She took a stand and she was proud of her position. I am asking you, and I think you know what I'm asking here, and and that's what makes it, it struggle because I, I mean I really respect this whole conversation and I've loved it, but you know what I'm asking you. And it is, why is it that it would be hard for a Republican in the Senate, if they are doing what they are doing, which is trying to make it work, why is it hard for them to own it? Because I just don't think that anybody cares enough about it. In America or in no, the Republican in the Senate? Party? No, in the Senate. We have okay, one well, that's bisexual an member. Um, I, this is about, this is another one of our big challenges. We have no openly gay Republicans elected in Congress. Um, if I had one, which I'm working on as one of my top political priorities this cycle, um, I would actually have one of our own people there to stand up and say, this affects me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm going to make the case for this and, and to do that. Sure would be um, a, and that's not listen, to say that'll that's, be monumental and I hope yeah. you succeed mm-hmm. at it, but I will say this, it'll also be seen as tokenism because I personally think that it would and I and I don't I don't discount the fact I hope you get it done I, mm-hmm. I go for it but but I also think that it would be a hell of a lot more powerful if James Langford was the one who said you know what guys let's just pass this damn thing let's get the shit out of it that we don't like and let's pass it because it's the right thing to do um it would be more powerful if he did it than always having to go to whoever this person is that you're talking about mm-hmm. you know to get that well, done no in the way that, that Republicans always it. have to go to Tim Scott to be the one to step forward on race issues. I mean, poor Tim Scott. He's got other shit he wants to do, too. He don't want to be the black guy in the Senate in the Republican caucus. You know, he's got other things he wants to get done also, but he's kind of become that person. So it helps. It would help a lot if Jim, you know, like I said, John Cornyn would be the one to say it. Um I would think. I w- totally want to keep, I want to make this a two-week episode, to be honest with you, but um, I, can, I don't get to make that <laughs> okay. decision. So That's I'm going to okay. move on. I'm going to move yes. on to some questions from listeners, and then we're going to have you back. Please, I hope you'll come back at some point, because yeah. I have loved this. Um, I want to get to a few questions from listeners um, uh, uh, that were sent in specifically for you. Um, some of you have already answered a little bit, so I can skip um, them. If you're listening, you know you can always write in your questions to our guests at Politicon on Instagram and Twitter, or you can send them to podcasts at Politicon. Dot com. Um, 
Rana, Rana, I'm sorry, Rana or Rana from Atlanta, if I'm saying your name wrong. I come from Mm -hmm. a conservative culture, but I'm not sure if Republicans truly reflect my family values. Is there too much compromise and surrender to the left? Yeah, I'm having to think about exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. She says, I come from a conservative culture, but I'm not sure if Republicans truly reflect my family's values. Um, is there too much compromise and surrender to the left? It sounds like, to me, Rana or Rana is asking if Republicans um, are being conservative enough. It says, I come from a conservative culture, but I'm not sure if Republicans truly reflect my family's values. Yeah. Is there too much so, compromise and surrender to the left? Um, you know, we've, we've definitely seen in the conservative movement. And this is, I mean, this is the natural arc and evolution. Like there were, you know, the Mitt Romney Republicans, the, you know, the, the quote, I'll call them the, you know, the country club Republicans who just kind of like wanted to come along and go along and be nice. We lost some of them under Trump, but then we also gained a lot of people who are more culturally conservative and see more of a home now because of the way that the Republican party has shifted. And so we've lost some people and we've gained some people. I would say that that quote country club style Republicanism that you saw a lot, you know, coming out of like Bush to McCain to Romney, like the party's not quite that anymore. So maybe that's the acquiescence to the left that, you know, you're never going to catch me using pronouns and putting that in a profile. Um, you know, that, like, th- th- yeah, like things, I, I think that there's, you know, you see like corporate America shifting really hard, like we, you know, like pride everything and diversity and inclusion things and, you know, okay. all that, like, you know, it doesn't need to be, I think I that's you, I see what you're saying. Rana's yeah. from Atlanta, so I don't know if she's a country club conservative or not, but um, I, that answer, I mean, hopefully satisfied her. I, there are a few that are, there are a few that you've answered here, but there are a few that are kind of like, okay, tough. Um, I'm going to give you some, well, I'm going to set you up with a few here. Uh, <laughs> so both sides, Anna or Anna, they all rhyme tonight. Um, from mm-hmm. Sacramento asks, both sides l- seem to love their tribalism. Why is color and identity triumphing over ideas? Why is color um, and identity triumphing over ideas? That one well, was a setup by fault. Yeah, like we're not. I'm giving the, you we're chances not the, to say some of your yeah, talking I points. Mean, <laughs> we're not. Yeah, we're not the part. I just think I said it. Like we're not the party of color and identity. So. Um, that's, but this person seems to think this person seems to think I actually cut out some of her question. I edited it here right live. So I'll be honest. Both sides seem to love their tribalism, log cabins, Republicans and BLM, for example, why is color and identity triumphing over ideas? I guess she may be saying that log cabin is about, is about identity too. Yeah. I mean, BLM is an organization. It's also a movement. We're, I mean, a third, let me tell you this, a third of log cabin Republican is straight. So, you know, this assumption that like, oh, you know, if you're a log cabin Republican, you're gay. No, actually, literally a third of our organization is straight. We have straight allies who believe in us and our mission and, and what we do mm. to increase inclusivity in the party. So um, that may just be something that 
Anna or Anna didn't know. And most people don't know that. So I'm happy to share that. I did not know that either. I think that's, mm-hmm. I, I, that is impressive. You should put that in your ads. Um, <laughs> the religious, Cecil from Miami, um, I think there's only way to, one way to say that one, um, says... Or Cecil, if you're from Miami. Oh, shit, you're right. Cecil sorry. or Cecil. Cecil or Cecil. Okay, sorry, Cecil or Cecil. The religious right seems to have been losing its grip on the party. Um, why hasn't the party embraced LGBT rights as civil? You know what? It's a very valid question, and I'll say it, but I think you've sort of already answered it. Um, uh, the religious right seems to have been losing its grip on the party. Why hasn't the party embraced LG- LGBT rights as a civil liberties and freedom issue? Um, I think you would have um, to agree with uh, Cecil or Cecil that the religious well, I, right I is think, losing its grip. I'm not curious well, your take I, on that. You know, like I said before, my sister's religious. She's a minister, but she supports equality issues. So I think maybe the better, you know, that framing it on a better way is, you know, religion in general um, and Christianity and society is becoming less exclusive. I mean, there are people who are still absolutely will use the Bible and whatever their religion is to be exclusive. I think that we're moving more towards a global and an inclusive posture. Um, it's what I think Christ stood for, and that's you know what I believe. So Did your sister I, vote for Trump? Um, don't know. She's a she's a registered Republican. Um, I was really busy on the campaign trail, and I don't vote I'd for be, anybody else other than myself. I'd be surprised. Um, um, <laughs> there's some folks so in the religious right. There's some folks yeah. in religion who have been pretty oh, vocally, yeah. you know, against Donald Trump too. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so that's Here's why I just, one don't, that you, I just don't make the I just don't make the assumption that if you're religious you're going to be pro a Republican or not. So even the religious right thing is like, that's just not a current. Okay. I've got to use at least one here that I cannot mispronounce the name for Tim from Baton Rouge, Louisiana asks whether, um, many whether it's West Indies or pride, so many groups have their own celebrations. Why does celebrating being Anglo-Saxon get such a bad rap? I think what Tim was asking um, is why does celebrating yeah, being white is, get such a bad know, Why is there no like white pride thing? I mean, you know, pride comes out of, you know, nobody was being persecuted for being white. Nobody was being persecuted for being straight. So, um, you know, pride comes out of a, um, you know, a celebration and an embrace of who you are. Um, and, you know, and, and, and sometimes that's, you know, needed because for, you know, marginalized communities, you were repressed. So this is a, you know, a course correction. I also think, I mean, listen, I agree with you. I, I answered Tim, I asked Tim's question because it's a fair one and he yeah. sent it in and I think it deserves to get an answer. I have heard people use the example that, you know, um, no, I can't remember what the example is. Crap. Now I look stupid. Uh, but I, but, but I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, listen, Charles, I, this I love. I, I, I absolutely loved talking to you about all these things, and I hope you'll come back at some point, and we'll maybe yes. we'll plan next time to make it a. Uh, a because I also don't. I also would love to. We did a lot, but I want to move. I think. I think Republicans do too. Want to move the conversation beyond just talking about what Trump did or what Trump. Yeah his part in the Republican party. Um, There's and, a lot more stuff. We know, spent more time. We, 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 we moved, about, yeah. we moved on, we moved on. Um, so we did, but I, 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 we stayed on that longer than I think is fair because there is a lot more um, to talk about. And, and we, I'd love to, cont- I'd love to argue with you about other issues also. Yes. So Charles, I really hope that you come back and I hope that yes. anybody who's listening, uh, what is the website? How can people find out more about log cabin Republicans? If they the- are a straight ally and want to join um, the 
other 30% who are straight? How can so they find I, the, them? The two websites I'd point you to are logcabin.org or getoutspoken.com. It's our messaging campaign. Getoutspoken? Um, Getoutspoken. That was our digital messaging campaign that we did. Um, and I'd love to talk more about that and our success in helping double that, that gay vote for Trump last time and what we were able to do. Um, and then on those websites, you can find our Twitters and our Instagrams. Well, I don't um, want to necessarily know how stuff. to get people to vote for Trump. But other than that, let's talk. I love that, that title, Get Outspoken. Charles Moran, how the heck are we going to get along? Uh, the sun will rise tomorrow and our countries will still go on and we continue to have these conversations and, you know, you talk about your values and I talk about mine and we let people figure out where they are. And we do that from the context of our shared commitment for equality and inclusion as, you know, patriotic gay Americans.